To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show, 60 minutes of audio on the internet. So now, without further ado, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Welcome to our radio program, and please accept my apology in advance should you not be a satisfied listener at the conclusion of this episode. <laughs> our goal, of course, is to you know, produce a program that will both entertain and inspire everyone within the free world. This is not an empty pledge. In, in my opinion, at least it's just my opinion, we fully stand behind it. And if for any reason we fall short, then you will have justification to take appropriate action, i.e. ditch us and you know, change the channel. But my hope is that will not happen, of course. So, with me is our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Hello, Spud, and hello yeah. to everyone listening. I'm excited about tonight's show. Do you, do you know something I don't? <laughs> well, no, no, but I have. we have some great guests, and I just have this feeling it's going to be a fantastic show. You know, if this premonition was coming from anybody else, I would accept it gladly, but... You're the guy who loved that caveman sitcom with those I dudes don't from the Geico commercials. Oh. I mean, I heard you telling one of the interns that it was a highly underrated show. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Uh, you know, w what I said was it had a lot of potential and it never really got a fair shot before ABC pulled the plug. Yeah. It, it was a learning example to some of our staff that good shows can sometimes get lost in the shuffle. A reference point to the Spud Goodman show, you know? Oh, I, I would rather uh, not be compared to a show inspired by an insurance commercial, if well, you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Okay, especially not imprinted on the yet yet fully formed brains of our interns. They don't need that kind of flawed data on their mental hard drives. Anyway, I, I do need to acknowledge our designated laugher. Gina, welcome. Hello, Spud. And yes, if you're wondering, which I'm sure you are, I am still pregnant. Right. You don't know much about the whole pregnancy, do you? The whole nine-month deal. Well, no, deal. no. I, I know it takes around nine months to have a kid. I, you think I'm stupid? I just don't always, you know, remember when the clock started and sometimes if it's, and sometimes if it ever did, actually. And, and that's when I really have gotten into trouble. I have found pregnancy small talk to be a very, very risky proposition. <laughs> Spud the birds and bees is pretty basic stuff. Daddy sorta hugs mommy and well, we've already said enough. So be careful who you go off the cuff with. Hey, when's the baby due? Your plump co-workers will cuss you out and leave you in a huff. 
well. I'll be sure to keep you up to date month by month, Spud. Uh, you know, could I interject here? As I had mentioned at our last meeting, the family and I are going to be leaving tomorrow morning for a trip to Disneyland. And I'd asked everyone if they wanted me yeah. to pick up some souvenirs for them. You know, you a, can't a pair prevent of everything. Mickey Mouse ears or a, a T-shirt or something involving Goofy. There, there are so many iconic characters really at Disneyland. Want, you want to bring this up right now live on the air? Oh, right, right. But I just thought since everyone's here all together in the studio now, I mean, after the show, everybody scatters so quickly. Uh, I would be interested in a Snow White onesie if you can come across one. Well, sure thing, Gina. Okay, let's moving on, please. What I wanted to discuss was... Um, Gerald, just no, a heads up uh, for yeah. you and your right. family. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure you read the paper, but I, I hope you all have had your uh, measles vaccinations. You know that there was an epidemic that broke out in Disneyland, and of course you and your wife are on top of that, right? Vaccination is the administration of antigenic material to stimulate an individual's immune system to develop adaptive immunity to a pathogen. Vaccines can prevent or ameliorate morbidity from infection. Well, I, I did hear something about that on the news, but you know what? We, we've been to Disneyland before, and uh, we've never contracted any contagious diseases. I myself did experience a bit of hay fever one time, but I had my, my uh, Claritin with me, and it was problem solved. Well, hey, don't be coming back to this studio if you have the measles, man. I mean, I, I'm way too old to be getting that now. <laughs> you know, I'm not 100% positive if my parents took me to get my shots as a kid, so... On the safe side, maybe you should just like take a few weeks off after you get back, just to make sure. I'm pretty confident we'll be fine without you. Oh, that won't be necessary. I no, have. I'm, I just think we need to, you know. Well, I, I have safe. a resilient immune system, Spud. Uh, my wife Rachel makes sure all of us take our daily vitamins. We eat plenty of roughage. Right, wow. we, we stay regular, so there's no need to worry about good old Gerald Holcomb as a carrier of infectious diseases. I can't I remember can't the last time I was sick. Oh, don't tell me you're we'll one of live. them, are you? Uh, yeah. One of what? Oh, those anti-vaccination people. I thought it was only rednecks in the South and rich people with graduate degrees. Gerald, you said you only had an Associates of Arts from Highline Community College on your bio. Right. And I know as a full-time carpet salesman, in addition to this radio gig, you're not exactly rolling in the money. So it's a little perplexing. Well, that's carpet and linoleum. So you need not be concerned about the issue. I can assure you I'll not be bringing back any diseases, okay? Okay, I'm going to say this publicly. You know, I, I too, go to Disneyland just about every year. Disneyland is your land. Really? Um, I've never really told many people about that. I I go alone. You know, I'm actually planning a trip there very soon myself. But the difference here is I got my shots. At least I think I I got most of my shots. I, I, um... I think what I'm going to need to do is probably text my mom here. Before, you know, I'm going to text her actually right now after we do play some music and find out for sure because I need to, I need, I need to know that. Um, anyway, uh, let's just play some music right now and let me take care of that. Uh, we got Failure coming up. That's uh, a band that played on our Fox show. Uh, they perform live for us. This is a studio cut, though, uh, from their album Fantastic Planet. It was released... I believe in 1996, right when they were on the show, I guess, because they were touring with that record. This song is called Leo. Let's let's hit it. Leo woke up in his bed again. Startled by all his familiar friends. But Fell to chiller in the 
step toward his car He broke into a sprint at 20 yards As he gets the dogs that come ripping into his home for fun Leo got away in his blue car Besides it's not so Goodman Radio Show. Hello, this is Tom Green, and you're listening to The Goodman Show. Spud Goodman, he is a good man. Spud is a good man. Listen to his show. He is a good man. Hey, uh, Adam Carolla's on the line and ready to go, right. Spud. Uh, he's done the show how many times now? I think this is the third or fourth time. So I don't know. how amazing is it that he actually called in again? Hey, you make it sound like I'm like a worthless mass of human flesh. Just, you know, <laughs> just maybe Adam doesn't mind speaking with me. It's possible. I'm, I'm sure there are radio talk show hosts lower on the food chain than me. Well, maybe, but you better take the call now before he's got a chance to reconsider this. Yeah, huh? just put him through. All right. All right, please welcome back to the program a man I have labeled the 21st century William Randolph Hearst of new media, Mr. Adam Carolla. Wow. I love that label. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know he was kind of a dick and died a lonely man, but you're not a dick, and you have tons of friends, so I guess maybe I should have come up with a better choice, but whatever, I guess. <laughs> well, people should take a tour of my house with all my Grecian statues by my pool on my imported Carrera marble. There you go. We should all have that after we die. Yeah, well, maybe you know, maybe they can work out some sort of tour later. But that, let's let's deal with the movie, um, your new movie that you wrote and directed, Road Hard. Uh, you'll be in Seattle tomorrow night with a preview screening at the Neptune Theater at seven p.m. with a Q and A afterwards. Correct? That is correct. Well. Let's talk about it. Uh, we're, but I should say this also: we're in some other markets around the country. So, are you rolling it out in other cities now too? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be at a handful of theaters and some of the bigger markets, you know, you know I think in you know, New York, L.A., Chicago, places like that. But what you should do, and, and a video on demand and your, your direct TV and uh, iTunes and Xbox, like, I think it's pretty much going to be everywhere. So if you want to know, you can just go to AdamCarolla.com and just click on the Road Heart banner, and it'll tell you where it is and how it's how it is. All right, well, I had the pleasure of viewing the movie, and I'm not saying this to kiss your ass, but it was pretty darn funny. I want to state that for the record. Oh, thanks, man. That's, that's right. That's, you know, that's the plan. The plan was to make a funny movie. Uh, but but also one that had a little romance in it, one that had a little heart to it, and just one where you kind of gave a crap, I guess. It's, it's all I ever try to do is when I'm doing this kind of stuff is just make a movie where you know if you get halfway into it, you can stop and look at your wife or vice versa and go, do you care about this person? And if the answer is yes, I'm fine. If the answer is no, let's watch Wheel of Fortune. Then, then I've screwed up horribly. Well, my first, my first thought about uh, five minutes into the film, without giving anything away, here is this movie should be like required viewing for every wannabe stand-up comic at open mics across this country. You know, I don't know if that was your intent, but <laughs> As cautionary. Yeah, tail. Um, no, my my intent was just to tell a story, and a lot of it was based on a lot of stuff that had gone on in my life at different points in my life and my career, and also to give people like a little bit of a Hollywood glimpse, a little mm-hmm. bit of a peek behind the curtain of sort of what what stand up is like, what road being on the road is like, what what a road comedian goes through, and just. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like that's ever a story that I've ever heard. I mean, I've, I've, there's been documentaries on stand-ups. There's been movies about housewives that have become stand-ups. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I want to make a movie that was about a, a road comedian. Oh, well, let me ask you this: as the the, uh, the Larry Miller character, any uh, had you had the the fortune of having anybody like that represent you in your career? Well, it's funny because I'm in New York. And uh, heading out to Seattle tomorrow, of course. Yes. But um, I uh, just ate lunch with my agent, uh, James Baby Doll Dixon. Mm. So, um, the character in the movie is named Baby Doll because I know a guy named Baby Doll. Spud, hey, I know you have a screener of Adam's new movie, Road Hard. I was wondering if you could send me a copy so the wife and kids and I could enjoy watching it together. Uh, that would be a violation of the screener code of behavior. I have swore on the life of my firstborn child, whenever that happens, that not a single living soul's eyes except mine would see this movie before it is released to the general public. And, sir, you are the general public. Well, I just thought as your temporary permanent co-host, maybe Adam's people wouldn't mind look, if I... Look, temporary co-host, and now, by just you mentioning the possibility of maybe getting the opportunity to view it, I think I may have already breached this agreement. And if I get placed on a do-not-send screener list because I am now a security risk, I will be very unhappy. Very unhappy. Okay, okay. I'll just wait until it's out in theaters and buy a ticket just like everyone else. You know, greed has gotten the best of many since the dawn of time, so be aware of that next time. Well, um, let's talk about your character, Bruce 
Madison uh, in the movie. He was he's skilled in woodworking and building stuff. And we did have on our on our show two corroborating witnesses, Allison and Skip Bedell, of uh, that Catch a Contractor show on Spike TV. You might be familiar with that, and uh, they stated. Yeah, you've seen it, but they stated with their own two eyes they have seen you do some nifty things with a hammer and a level. So you are the real deal on the work site. This is verified. Yeah, that's that's that, well, it was my former profession, you know. So I should know how to do it. Right? That's what I did for a living for years and years and years. I mean, over a decade, driving a truck and you know swinging a hammer. So it's 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 what I did. It's uh, a skill that I've always maintained throughout, even when I got into comedy, I got into showbiz. I still always built because every time I bought a house or did something like that, I always renovated it. And, you know, I did my built my podcast studio. I renovated that, you know, made I built a studio. I built a console that I use. So, yeah, I, I've always done a lot of building. Okay. And uh, it's always been a skill of mine and I, I do uh, so far I've made two movies and in each movie the guy enjoys woodworking <laughs> so uh, why not yeah really well could I state publicly uh, now as I say that I have seen the film I've watched it twice um, I've, I find your co-star Diane Farr incredibly hot and you know I've had a thing for her for a while as she does play the hard to get somewhat distant but very sexy parts quite well it must have been tough duty with all the kissing scenes you wrote yeah, it was rough, just stuffing in those make-out scenes one after the other for me and Diane Farr to do. Uh, she's a really good actress, yes. don't you think? Yes, I definitely feel that way. She, I mean, she just brings a lot to it. I mean, if you watch that movie and you sort of just watch the little looks and glances she gives, especially when she's kind of getting into mischief, it, she's really good at it. And uh, I think she's just a really good actress is what's going on. And because she's a really good actress, it, it uh, and yeah, she's really easy on the eyes, but she's really good at her craft. And I, I, I cast her in that role. You know, she didn't audition for that. That was just something. That was me knowing she was going to be really good at that. Uh -huh. Well. Could I ask if it's expected that you had like an assistant or something carry around a tin of Altoids during the shoot? You know, because you had, I don't know how many kissing scenes you had with her, but my God. Hey, man. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. All right, well stated. Yeah. All right, all right. I'll, yeah, I'll, it's better than kissing Larry Miller or David Koechner, right? That's, that's a good point. Well, hey, if this movie makes a couple hundred million, what is your next project? Because as a fan, I'll be like maybe fourth or sixth in line to see it at my local multiplex. Uh, this thing makes a couple hundred million. You'll never hear from me again. Oh, all right. I'll be driving vintage race cars in Europe. So uh, uh, you hmm. better hope this thing doesn't make a couple hundred million dollars. So it just comes in on like maybe 125 or something. Yeah, a buck and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. That ought to, that ought to work. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll keep me in the States a few months out of the year. Um. Okay, well, here's here's my here's my last question to you. Um, on you know, on tonight's show, we've touched on the issue of parents who refuse to vaccinate their kids. What is your take on that subject? Freedom-loving citizens or anarchists trying to infect the world? Um, you know, don't go to Jenny McCarthy for your medical advice. Really? And but you know, by the same token i don't want to see see everett coop naked you know like it's a two-way street 
Like I couldn't think of any famous doctor. Is he ever Coop still alive? I'm well, an oldie but a goodie. I like that. All right. The, the point is, you know, look, everybody, um, let's, let's not, we're the smart country, remember? <laughs> let's not turn into the dumb, superstitious country. That's what's going on. It's all just narcissism run amok, you know. You think you're going to... I, I know there's all these great intentions, but we always do that. It's like um, outlaw DDT, the fish are getting poisoned and the birds are getting poisoned. Okay, good, outlaw it. Now you got a mosquito problem and now all the natives are dying of malaria. Okay, so what did you do with all your good intentions? You killed a bunch of indigenous people because the mosquitoes spread malaria. So I get it. I'm with you. I worry about, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the water crane myself, but, and I love birds, but I like people better. So yeah, let's, yeah. let's keep our eye on the prize, people. Well, I had to cancel my yearly trip to Disneyland, the hot zone, so I fall into the do not approve category, but all right. Okay, well, Adam's brand new movie that he wrote and directed, Road Hard, will soon be coming to a theater near you around the country and later via on demand for sure, so check it out as it's a very funny movie. All right. All right, man, good luck with the screening at the Neptune Theater in Seattle tomorrow night at 7 p.m., and I really want to thank you for spending some time with us again, and hopefully we will talk once more. Thank you so much, bud. Appreciate it. All right, Mr. Adam Carolla. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman, Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to the local strangers who hail from Seattle. Uh, how you guys doing? Good. Doing great. Nice to see you, Spud. Super. Uh, could you identify yourselves? I'm Aubrey. My name is Matt. All right. Um, now, you guys just released uh, a new double album titled Take What You Can Carry. Uh, are you, and also, you're about to embark on a nationwide tour, which opens up in St. Paul, Minnesota on 410. Is that all accurate? That is. All right. All right. Super. I'm a professional. Um, so, uh, I must say, putting out a double album is quite bold. I think of, like, the Minutemen's uh, Double Nickels on the Dime, Grand Funk Railroad Live. Maybe Husker Du was in Arcade off the top of my head. But you guys went big. You don't see that much anymore. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's a double album and not quite the same, you know, melancholy and infin infinite sadness kind of way. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, you know, 45 new songs right. or anything, but it's uh, it's 11 new songs recorded in two very distinct ways. So uh, what you guys are going to experience today is the two of us. We started as an acoustic duo doing just harmonies and guitar. And uh, but we've got a full band with us back in Seattle. So we've got the first disc, which is. Uh, recorded at Jupiter Studios in Seattle with the band, with all the big arrangements. We've got some strings in there, um, you know, the whole rockin' thing. And then the second disc is just Aubrey and I, mm -hmm. acoustic, recorded live in Ballard. And uh, that's going to be more what you're going to experience today. All right, super. Well, let me ask you this. When you're out on tour in close quarters, is there like a rule that is sacred, like no eating egg salad sandwiches in the van or the dressing room or maybe mandatory showers or at least once a week? What's the tour protocol going to be when you guys head out? When we go on the road, it's just the two of us. So I guess the biggest one is... Um Matt has to roll down the window a lot. <laughs> All right. You All have right. to roll down your own window. All right, super. Well, 
who has control over the tunes in the vehicle when you hit the road? Because is it a democratic arrangement or is this one person just serve as the, the grand poobah of music? I ask all my, a lot of bands this question when you're out touring. What's it like? Wh- who makes the decisions? Usually it's whoever is driving has, has rain. Oh, who's driving? Because typically the passenger is sleeping. So whoever's driving gets to choose. Uh, there's no band or anything you could put in that would be off limits for anyone to maybe just toss in? Well, I mean, you might do it just, you know, out of spite at some point and, you know, Mess- message received. Okay. Message right. received. We no make titles? a lot of the same music though, so it's not. <laughs> it's right. not usually hard to All find right. well, something we both like. What's the name of the song? First song you're gonna do. First song we're gonna do is called Red Dress. It's our homage to the murder ballad. All right. Please let's hear it. This 
is the Spud Goodman Show. Don't touch that mouse. Spud will be right back in just a moment. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. I guess uh, your mom is calling in again. Uh, do you want me to tell her to call back after the show or something like that? Well, yeah, yeah, she'll accept that, right. You don't even really even know my family. Well, Just put her through and I'll, and I'll be quick here. Mom, are you there? <laughs> yes, and you did text me so to answer yeah? your question. Of course your father and I made sure you had all of your shots. As a child, we may have dropped the ball in some other areas, but we're on top of that with both you and your sister. <laughs> well, that's good to know because I just got to make my decision, you know, with my ticket and everything. You know, with the health situation down there, I just didn't feel comfortable jeopardizing my coworkers like this worthless temporary co-host of ours to my right. <laughs> he has no sense of public safety. Well, that's why I'm vacillating for, back first and forth off, here. Spud, that's temporary permanent co-host and that was a bit of a cheap shot i think now listen i certainly respect the issue of public health and for sure the welfare of my co-workers here in the studio but you're distorting my position all i ever want someone please put a sock in that guy oh, whatever his name is really jeez go and get a word in edgewise with him around are you are you uh, referring to me mrs goodman I, 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 listen mom i totally i hardly I'm get an you. opportunity to get a word in here especially now that the show's designated laugher gina's with us no offense, Gina. Uh, well, I do take offense to that remark. I provide what is expected for someone in my position. I'm sorry about your inability to express yourself fully, but well. that's on you and no one else. <laughs> okay, Mom, thanks for clearing up the vaccination question because I, you know, it's going to help me in making this final decision if I'm going to go or not go on this trip. Well, I didn't say we got you vaccinated for every disease out there. I mean, you would have been a pincushion if we did them all. I'm pretty sure we we did one for polio and the whooping cough, too. Or was it for jaundice? Uh, Miss Goodman, I, I, I don't think they immunize against jaundice. Uh, Mom, Mom, I hope I hope you got me more than a polio shot because that's pretty much been wiped out a long... That was a long time ago it was wiped out, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it what was. about measles? Measles, uh, I'm interested oh, in the that. measles? I'm not sure. If your father was still around, I could ask him. It's just like him to pass away so he doesn't have to be bothered with this. You remember how much he disliked record-keeping? Yeah, that man that's right. file our tax returns from 1967 to 71. Uh, Mrs. Goodman, yeah, don't stress that. about up-to-date immunization records because there are many who feel they do nothing of benefit except for Maybe a placebo effect. Uh, anyone who believes there's no benefit to getting immunizations should be exposed publicly for what they are, a menace to society. Hey, hey Mom, hey, Whoa, I, I got to kind of wow. go here. It looks like I need to step into this brouhaha before punches are thrown. I'll call you on Sunday as usual. All right? I love you. 
Love you, too. And you might want to tell that fill-in co-host of yours that he might want to think of someone besides himself. You know, he reminds me a lot of your father. Well, Mrs. Goodman, you have me all wrong. I'm a very nice person. I volunteer at our church's, uh, church's food bank once a month. I help the local Boy Scout troop yearly fundraiser. Sometimes I'll look, donate. Look, I'm pretty sure the Koch brothers uh, give something to the United Way. All right. Anyway, Mom, I got to go. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, super. All right, it's uh, it's Clip of the Week time, and uh, yes, we are returning once again to our go-to guy, the Reverend Pat Robertson. Uh, the title of tonight's segment is Thrift Store Demons, and it deals with subject matter I had never thought of you know, previously, but now that I am aware of, just, you know, of the situation, I just might be able to shift blame on a lot of my screw-ups in life. You know, Maybe it's because of some of the stuff I bought at thrift stores. Who knew? Roll the clip who says, I buy a lot of clothes and other items at Goodwill and other secondhand shops. Recently, my mom told me that I need to pray over the items, pray over the items, pray over the items, bind, bind, bind familiar spirits, familiar spirits, familiar spirits. Casper! Casper, you failed miserably. Well, that's all right, sir, because I don't want to scare anybody anyway. Oh, you! And bless the items before I bring them into the house. Is my mother correct? Can demons attach themselves to material items? I heard a story in, in um, I believe, uh, the Philippines, a person who went to Thailand. There was a, uh, a witch. There was a, uh, a witch. There was a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, a witch who had prayed over a particular ring and asked for a spirit to come into it. Well, this Philippine girl was so attached to this ring, she had to buy it. She bought it and all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. But she finally recognized what it was. So can demonic spirits attach themselves to, to inanimate objects? The answer is yes. Hey, who said that? I did. Casper. Hey, it's Casper. He's come to our rescue. Invisible spooks pork and kettle to water. Oh, my Casper is haunted. But I don't think every sweater you get from Goodwill has demons in it. <laughs> but, 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 but. In a sense, uh, your mother's just being super cautious, so hey. But I don't think every sweater you get from Goodwill has demons in it. Casper, the familiar spirit, the friendliest familiar spirit, you know. Though grown ups might look at him with fright, the children all love him so. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I'm still not over my surprise. All right, now that you've been exposed as a carrier of who knows what. I'm having a very difficult time concentrating here on my job, so please exhale over your shoulder away from me. Show some decency. Uh, I, I know you're all making a joke at my expense here, just because I don't... I, I'm not joking. I mean, I'm carrying a baby, for God's sake. The CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, 
and the American Academy of Family Physicians are recommend routine flu shots for pregnant women. If I knew I was working tonight with an anti-vaxxer, I would have called in sick. Now listen, you guys, this is starting to get a little bit personal, you know. Please respect the choice of my family in regards to the vaccination issue. Uh, are you guys one of those homeschool families? <laughs> well, yes. My wife feels you the right decision. You are a sad, strange little man. For us to educate our children at home until they're best able to make decisions for themselves, educationally and socially. When might that be? Well, I'll tell you what. When it's time for them to attend college. Unless they opt for an online program, my wife's been looking into Phoenix University for her oldest. You can't start planning too soon, well, you Spud. know, I think you've just run the table on the prepper's checklist. Uh, do, do you guys, like, make your own soap and butter, too? No, of, course, <laughs> of course not. We do occasionally make ice cream on Saturday night, though. It's yeah. very tasty. Spud, I really should be discussing this further with the executive producer of the show, as this is clearly an unsafe work environment. I totally agree. And you know, maybe they'll have to like let me phone in from my apartment and host the show there. I could, I could do that. I mean, no problem. And I'd never have to even like take a sponge bath. That'd be pretty cool. Listen, I should say we're not an anti-vaxxer family. Okay, we got the, our youngest uh, tetanus shot at the hospital last summer after she stepped on a rusty beer can at the. Ah, uh, that's not technically a vaccination. Hey, well, what is shot. it about science that scares you and your wife uh, the most? Is, is the fact that that Jonas Salk guy refused to make a buck on his vaccinations for? Polio. Well, that was a pretty socialist thing to do, I guess. Right? Uh, I'm not real familiar with that particular doctor. But listen, we're not against modern medicine. I know I, I deal, feel a great deal of comfort that doctors are offering to everyone around the world. I think it's a good thing, or at least where there's running water and electricity. Cheryl, you are but one more self-appointed king, reaping the benefits of others, doing the right thing. So very soon karma will be delivering a payoff that will surely sting. Okay, so what if every family chose not to inoculate their kids? We would have people dropping dead from smallpox and scarlet fever. I mean, Spud, would you mind if I had one of the interns to uh, run up to the Home Depot and buy a few of those white mask painter thingies? Um, I would just feel much more comfortable I, here in the studio. I guess, but hey, I'm uh. just going to send Anna and leave Trent here because he'd probably get like distracted, you know, looking at all the nails and the screws. There's no need, no need to purchase respirators, people. My gosh, I, I sure wish I hadn't even brought up the family trip to Disneyland now. Disneyland is your land. Well, it's, it's too late. Anyway, you've blown your cover. And you're just one more science denier, I guess. Not at all. I fully acknowledge like gravity and the theory of relativity, okay? Well, right now, um, just do your job and see if our next guest is on the line. If gotta, my baby gets any of those diseases from the 1800s in the womb, I will sue the show for sure, whatever it's worth. Yeah, well, good luck on that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. But hey, you know what? Uh, Spud, our next guest, Bill Bellamy, is holding. Super. You know, I must say, women sure do love this man. I, I don't know how many emails I got from females after the last time he was on asking if I would give them his personal phone number. Well, you didn't give out his number, did you? Well, I... Only to this one lady who seemed harmless. She, mm -hmm. she was like living in a nursing home, and I, I didn't think they'd let her use the phone there to make long-distance calls. Well, he's calling in tonight, so I guess she didn't harass him. No, well, I'm just, whatever. I'm just not going to bring it up in the conversation. I don't know for sure. So anyway, put him on. Okay. Please say hello to producer, actor, and stand-up comedian, Mr. Bill Bellamy. Welcome back to the show, man. 
man, thank you for having me again. You know, last year was a blast. So you're you're out on the ladies' night out tour, and the name of the show alone is like catnip uh, for like single guys. Are your shows like Hookup Central? Are you like a walking, talking think, Tinder you know or Cougar what? Life I app? I think it might be like you know a real nice situation for guys and girls. Um, the irony of it all is that there are a lot of females that are coming, you know, in groups of yes. like five to ten, and then they have we have anniversaries, birthdays, we got girls that's just like getting off of work and coming out to laugh, and then you got guys that are like playing Hunger Games. <laughs> Super. But if I might offer a suggestion here, you should really consider going out to see Bill on this ladies' night out tour. You're single, and your prospects are pretty bleak right now. Maybe you could meet someone nice at his show. Yeah, I would like to go catch him live, but now that you've said this live on the air, I'd look pretty desperate if I showed up, don't you think? <clears throat> More desperate than your current personal ads online at what, like eight or nine different dating sites? Yeah, well, maybe I will, but let me get back to the interview. Um, well, let me Sorry. ask you. Yeah, let me ask you this. You have a show uh, on the TV One Network, a subsidiary of NBC Universal called Bill Bellamy's Who's Got Jokes. Is that correct? Absolutely, man. And it was, you know, it was one of the, and that's how I felt a lot of comedians, actually. You know, I was going out, hitting comedy clubs, looking at the new talent, the next generation, and I actually came across a, a lot of, you know, uniquely talented, you know, really strong perspective type comedians. And uh, I, I put them on a roll with me, man. I bring them out and I give them a chance to see what it's like to work these big crowds and, you know, work, you know, every kind of crowd. So, that was a blessing for me to do that show, to produce that show. So are, are contestants expected to tell jokes? Because they can get kind of ugly when amateurs attempt comedy. Uh, my, my show's uh, a prime example. Yeah, yeah, it does. On the show, it gets ugly because a, <laughs> a lot of times people are not ready for prime time, you know? Uh, yeah. It's like you get in, you, you know, you're working in a small room and then you get in a big room and then you get in front of those cameras. A lot of times it is quite intimidating for, you know, the newbie. But I think what, you know, with anything, practice, you know, makes perfect. You get better at it. You get the confidence that you need to, to be successful. You know, I've been doing it for a long time. So, right. you know, I'm a, I'm a living testament of, you know, what the hard work will do for you and being consistent with it as well. Well, let me, you know, you're, you're a technician. You've done stand-up comedy for a long time. This is an, kind of an inside question, but as a stand-up, when you have a crowd that's totally dead, and maybe that's never happened to you, but if so, how do you try and raise the energy level? Because when our show's dragging, I usually pick on my temporary permanent co-host here, kick him around a little bit, but you work alone, so what do you do? Well, I mean, I have to find, you know, uh, a common thread with those people because sometimes, you know, they could be tired. Like, say, for instance, if you come from work all day and you come to a show and, you know, you finally sit down you might, you, and you had a couple cocktails, now that might, you might not be dead. You might just be a little tired. Right. So then you got to turn up the energy on stage. You got to, you got to give them like a shot of espresso. You can't just be like, you can't just settle for the energy you got to bring the energy to where you want it to be and that requires more work so you got to go get it <laughs> oh, work okay all right well that's probably counts me out well let me ask you this you, <laughs> you, you have kids right on tonight's show we've, we've yes. discussed the subject of, of parents who choose not to vaccinate their kids it's not ex an exceptionally funny topic it's, it's kind of like the flat earth people in the 1500s i asked adam carolla right. earlier uh, on tonight's program and he was not real impressed with their parenting skills what's your take um, I think that some of the vaccinations are cool. I don't think that 
you should jumbo pack them. Like, so for instance, like with my kids, I did not jumbo pack my kids where they give your kids like seven shots in a row. Right. Or like you go there, they give them four shots. First and foremost, that never happened to us. Two, it's too much for your kid's body, in my opinion, to kind of like, you know, break that down. And I honestly feel that a lot of the things that are happening with our kids is due to those vaccinations, man. So you got to, like, you know, do the ones that mean the most to you and the other ones. Kick them to the curb, playboy. But you're not, you're not like, rejecting modern science, though, like some are. No, I'm not rejecting modern science. I'm rejecting clumping it together. All right. You All can't right. give my kids smallpox vaccine on top of polio, on top of measles, on top of... Yeah, I get, I get that. I get that. So you're talking about do them, space them out so where it there's, yeah, I, I understand that concept. I get that. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, you were raised in New Jersey, and I, th- I think I asked you this the last time you were on, and you said no, but I had to check again. I have to. I have to know this. Have you run into the situation, Snooky or Polly D at Safeway or Home Depot recently? Oh, no. <laughs> I have not. I don't think they, I, w- I don't think I would run into them. There, I think I would run into, at least I know I run into Pauly D maybe at a uh, a hair a hair gel factory. Yeah, there you go, there you go. That would be probably a place to go to meet him. He'd probably be getting gallons of that hair gel, lock that stuff in there right there. Someday, I know his hair is going to pay the price, but I, I I suppose he looks. I haven't seen him recently, but I, I, down the road he's going to pay for that. But anyway, all right. Right. Um, <laughs> Spud, hair hate will get you nowhere. Aren't you worn out from despising those who have a better head of hair than you? It's wasted energy. I- I've tried to keep it under control, but the thinner my hair gets, the more pissed off I get at others with perfect hair. Guys like Polly D. I hope all those hair products give him a Rudy Giuliani weak-ass comb-over look real soon. There I said it, okay? Now leave me alone until I'm done with Bill, please. But anyway, all right. Right. <laughs> um, so any new projects that Bill Bellamy has in the pipeline? I, I just referred to you in the third person, by the way. I reserved that for special oh, occasions. Oh, man, that means that I'm really doing it big. Um, yes, I have a new movie coming out this year called The Bounce Back, which is a uh, wonderful romantic comedy um, that we shot at the tail end of last year uh, with Shamar Moore, Nadine Velasquez, Michael Beach. Uh, it's a really wonderful uh, love story kind of uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Super. I think you guys will. I think you guys will like that a lot. Um, also, too, um, I'm touring the country, like I said before. You know, I'm working on my new Netflix special, so a lot of this new material that I have will be a part of that. And so, when the people come out and see how funny I am, just know I'm ready to. You know, this is the like another big jump in my career again, you know, where I'm just blasting off with all my projects at the same time. Life is good. I'm trying to take care of business. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it's fun, man. Like all the people that grew up with me from MTV to Fastlane to How to Be a Player, who's got jokes. You know, I got fans from everywhere, man. And it is so wonderful to see all the everybody excited and proud of me and, you know, so supportive. Because, like, I'm a part of people's of good times in people's lives, which is kind of dope, you know, especially with the MTV people that are all now 35 or maybe 40, and they're like, whoa, man, man, Bill Bellamy's a part of the real MTV. 
Man, you worked on there. You worked at that place when they actually played some music, too. So, right, yeah. exactly. Well, we had music in mind. Yeah, all right. Well, here's your last question, and uh, this is something that's dear in, uh, to my heart. What is your take on teams in the NBA who tank it to move up in the draft? Suspect number one would be your team, the Knicks. You know, because I'm sure Red Holtzman's rolling over in his grave right now. It's painful to watch. I'm telling you, man, just tank it, man. Really? There's no way. Listen, there's no way you could do better anyway. So don't fight it, man. Just take it. <laughs> it's like stay, keep your Look scores the, in the low 30s. Or is that what you're talking about? Or? No, I'm just saying, you know, you guys just don't have the equipment to win. Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to get better soon. Well, the race, the, the race the to Lakers. the yeah, the race to the bottom. I know with those two guys, it's 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 interesting to watch, but it's it's painful. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So, all right, hey man, thanks so much for checking in with us. All right, buddy, thanks a lot. I'll see you soon. All right, Mr. Bill Bellamy. Bye bye. Fellas, I don't know, I don't know if y'all know this. There's an epidemic going on in our country right now. Older women are snatching up young dudes left and right. Yeah, lost my homeboy two days ago. It was crazy. <laughs> Crazy, man. Older women know how to get you, man. Be careful, fellas. Be careful about these older women because they will run you down. They got a new breed of older women now. They real fast. They got 4-2 speed. You can't get to your car quick enough. They will shut your ass down in the parking lot. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. I got picked up by a grown woman. If it can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. A grown woman tried to pick me up. But the thing about it, she had a grown name, Phyllis. They don't even make Phyllis no more. When the last time you heard somebody named Phyllis? You gotta go to a museum, she in a glass case. That's how old Phyllis is. Hey, this is Tony Dow from uh, the Leave it to Beaver show, and you are listening to the Spud Goodman show, which is kind of a goofy thing to be doing, but hang in there. All right, once, uh, once again, here are the local strangers. Why I haven't let him go 
to believe it with my own eyes I couldn't see the disaster inside the disguise that he wore so well so I let him go Take him home and nail him down to the floorboards and make him stay. Yeah, I thought he was a revving man, a bottle full with a heavy hand. And now I see it wasn't freedom, it was just me. Hey, uh, Spud, Josh, the kid who says he's your son, is calling again. You should take it. Right now? The show's almost over. But, yeah, sure, I'm, you know, I'm not his dad, but I will not be an absentee talk show host father figure. (laughs) I'm not going to ditch him, so put it it through. Hey, I'm there for you regardless if I'm your dad or not, and that paternity suit will prove once and for all I'm not. So what can I do for you? You you know I'm going to be off the air in a few minutes, so do you want to just call me back on my cell? You gave me the number, and I've called, like, 10 to 15 times, and you've never picked up. Oh, Josh, he never picks up when we call him either. Don't take it personally. He's not a terrible person, just misguided. That's a nice way to put it, Gina. So, Spud, you did finally take the test? I thought you were still freaked out with the whole needle and blood test thing. No, I went on the internet and found a paternity test that lets you send in, like, a lock of hair instead of going, like, you know, the blood draw route with needles, which, you know, how I feel about that. It's much more user-friendly, and and I had just enough hair left to send in. (laughs) Am I still on the air? Uh, you're, yeah, you're most certainly still on the air, and your father's anxious to speak with you, Josh. Oh, oh yeah, I for, sorry, I forgot about you for a second. Anyway, I, I've never really actually had a kid to worry about before. Good thing you aren't a baby. I mean, I know you were one at, you know, at one time, my I guess. My God, you know. I can tell you, you will. I will never be bringing my baby into this studio. You definitely are not kid safe. No, no, not true. I have babysat my neighbor Latasha's infant son, Donald, a couple times. We actually brought him into the studio. It, it went fine, and he's still, he's still alive and thriving i thriving that's the baby word (laughs) so my mom and i were listening to the show tonight we don't usually listen but the cable is out in our neighborhood someone hit a telephone pole up the street anyway my mom suggested i call as you said you go to disneyland all the time alone 
do you think I could go sometime with you? As I've never been there either. Well, you know, once I get the word that the place has been fumigated and they, they ban people like my co-host over here and his family who selfishly rely on others to do the right thing while refusing to do so themselves, you know, and also maybe if the airlines, you know, have a two-for-one ticket deal sometime, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be that bad to have some company with me, I guess. But I've never taken really? anybody with me ever before. Uh, my Mom, did you hear that? That says I can go to Disneyland with it. No, no, no. I did not say for sure. Let me get back to you. I'll need to see multiple test results that they've cleaned that place up. And Just a heads up to you, if you do go with me, I like to spend most of the day at Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And now, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. And just, uh, you know, don't make any smart remarks about that. Uh, I know you have this probably something really snarky to say. I just really like it. It gives me great joy and comfort to sit there and soak in the total Lincoln experience. All right? <laughs> I'm okay with hanging out with a robotic Abraham Lincoln. My friend and told me now, about it in grade school. It sounds great cool. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. There. You see? You see, Disneyland can bring together families and those individuals looking for a family experience. It really is the happiest place on Earth, Spud. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I could think of a few more adult-friendly, happier places on Earth. I don't know about the happiest. Anyway, uh, kid, I got, I got to get going here right now, okay? So, um, can you let me know when you're going so I can, like, you know, make sure school's out, like, uh, no, 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 I, I go during the school year, uh, the summer, and, and on breaks, the place is swamped with wall-to-wall screaming rugrats, so you're going to have to figure that one out yourself. i got to go now, though. Text me, and I will get back to you. Uh, text me? Really? i got to close the show now. Bye, kid. All right, so. Bye. <laughs> well, as you're probably aware, I've been texting my wife, and we've discussed the concerns staff have expressed here tonight. I think we've come up with a compromise that will satisfy everyone's health concerns, but I must say, I was surprised at the level of vitriol directed to all of us in the Holcomb family. Well, you, you mean the wife's going to cave and I won't well, get to do the show I, from my apartment? I wouldn't say she caved, but uh, we understand we do have to take into consideration other people's concerns, so we'll be bringing many large Costco-sized hand sanitizer bottles with us. Wherever we come off the kids' rides, we'll make sure we use copious amounts of the stuff. Have a clue. A number of diseases are airborne, so gloves are useless for those. Well, you see, what is this witch hunt and What do you want us to do while we're at Disneyland? Hold our breath and wrap ourselves in saran wrap? Maybe a little hold a brief? I might be okay with that if you double wrap, just to make sure. Hey, can I ask what you people are really afraid of in utilizing modern you know, medicine from the 20th century? Uh, there sure wouldn't be 317 million plus people in the U.S. now yeah. without vaccinations. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, but how many of those 317 million people are autistic, Spud? 10 million? 20 million? 100 million? Nobody knows for sure. Yes, they do. That lame story from Jenny McCarthy is now about as valid as Courtney Love writing a Live Through This album in 94 all by herself. Don't be so quick to question the talents of Courtney Love, Spud. Sure, if she had married Fred Durst, the record would have been a dud. And her career would be in the mud. Oh, wait. It's already landed there with a thud. All right, I'm just going to sign off from the show right now. This is Spud Goodman. Be all you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, a portentous harbinger of what the Internet of Things has in store for us all. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. The executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Spud's Greek chorus is the folk singers in hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NW 
WCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. And now, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Alright, alright. Hello, everybody. My name is Lawrence. I'm the host of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report, and I'm proud to say I've had all my shots, so I'm not contagious to the best of my knowledge. Uh, I tell you, that one was for the benefit of my co-host, Gina, here. Hey, hey, how you doing here, Gina? Well, you know, I'm doing better after hearing that you're up to date with your shots. You know, now that I'm carrying a baby, I need to make sure that I don't hang around with uh, germ carriers, you know? I have to think for two now. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's true. I get that. I get that. You know, when I heard the news about you being pregnant, I had to double-check my prison inoculation records, and I, I did get a couple of booster shots to get up to date and all. But, you know, I don't want you to be worrying about your health here while you're my co-pilot and all. Yeah, the, the thing is, I, I really have my doubts that Spud is up to date with his immunizations. I mean, how many times have you heard him whine on the air about being scared of needles? I mean, he's such a oh, baby. Super. I just wonder if he's really had any of the vaccinations since he's an adult. He can say he's up to date on everything, but how do you really know? Yeah, I don't know. You know, between you and me, Gina, now I was wondering about Trent, the our intern for Pierce College, you know, because he looks like he might be carrying at least, you know, mononucleosis or something right now. He just looks tired all the time. Oh, don't worry about him. He forwarded me his medical records last week, and he's on top of everything. His parents Super. have done a great job making sure he was vaccinated from every disease known to man. Super. It was really quite an impressive read. That's good. That's, but I tell you this, though, you know, until recently, to be honest with you, I never really gave much thought to vaccinations or nothing like that, because for some reason, you know, many of us in the joint we just gave each other uh many uh, diseases other than uh we just just give each other athletes for the cold sores and maybe a couple other things that that little penicillin would take care of you know what i'm saying uh, well i won't lie and i'm i'm a bit of a germaphobe now before i learned i was going to be um, um or when i learned i was going to be a mother my boyfriend would kiss me with the cold and but now i make sure he is quarantined in the guest room for at least seven days before we do anything Super. more than a fist bump mm. You know, I can't take any chances. No, no, you can't. Uh, okay, let's let's uh, introduce the panel we got tonight here. We got Dave on the soundboard, as always. Hey, Dave there. Hello, Lawrence. All right, we got Alex and Mike. That's our engineers for tonight. Hey there, gentlemen. And, oh, of course, we got Derek handling our first hour highlights. Hello. Hello, Derek. And uh, we, we nice to have you. Oh, got to mention Trent. And, and our two interns from Pierce College. Hey, y'all. 
All right, we're going to kick off with some music here. And now we got a live cut from the LCD sound system. It's called Daft Punk is Playing at My House. And then we have the late, great Johnny Cash, the man in black, with Five Feet High and Rising. Somebody hit play.
How high is the water, mama? Two feet high and rising. How high is the water, papa? She said it's two feet high and rising. Well, we can make it to the road in a homemade boat, cause that's the only thing we got left that'll float. It's already over all the wheat notes. Two feet high and rising. How high is the water, mama? Three feet high and rising. How high is the water, Papa? She said it's three feet high and rising. Well, the hives are gone, I lost my bees. Chickens are sleeping in the willow trees. Cows in water up past her knees. Three feet high and rising. How high is the water, Mama? Four feet high and rising. How high is the water, Papa? She said it's four feet high and rising. Hey, come look through the window pane. The bus is coming, gonna take us to the train. Looks like we'll be blessed with a little more rain. Four feet high and rising. How high's the water, mama? Five feet high and rising. How high's the water, papa? She said it's five feet high and rising. Well, the rails are washed out north of town. We gotta head for higher ground. We can't come back till the water goes down. Five feet high and rising. Well, it's five feet high and rising. This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. All right, we got in the studio with us tonight, the local strangers. Hey, y'all. How's it going? It's going all right. Pretty good from here. But I got to ask you, though, because, you know, I didn't catch the first hour and all that stuff. But you guys aren't really strangers. I mean, you know each other and you work together for a while, right? That is true. What? I mean, we used to be strangers. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's good to know. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, it's not like a chicken and the egg kind of paradox. It's like, you know, we met. Okay, and that might have inspired just ha- having been strangers. There That's you good. go. Now, now, either you t- spend any time locked up, you know, like even maybe a weekend together or something like that, because, you know, you guys don't look like you might have done much time. I'm not allowed to talk about it. 
<laughs> you know, that's probably probably a good idea. It's a safe bet there. And uh, now, what what's the music that that's had an influence on y'all? There's a wide variety. We kind of both grew up with the singer-songwriters of the 60s and 70s, everything that was really lyrically driven and, and kind of story-focused. And then we got into, you know, 90s. I got into 90s femme music with, you know, the angsty Lannis Morissette and Tori Amos and Sarah McLaughlin and all that kind of stuff. And Matt fell into the boys with guitars. <laughs> as, as boys with guitars are wont to do. <laughs> So it's kind. Of, I mean, everything is pretty much uh, stuff that's lyrically driven. So we we both grew up with you know the Beatles in the house and Simon and Garfunkel, and I was a big fan of Cat Stevens and Dan Fogelberg and that kind of whole hippie seventies Woodstock vibe. That really comes through in the style of the stories that you tell in the song. <laughs> I, I heard the cut when I came in, came around here. Now, now, if you could do a show anywhere in the world, anywhere now, where would you choose and what would be your favorite? I've always had a dream of playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I don't know why. It's just oh, such a yeah. cool venue. I, I have a dream of, of doing that someday. Yeah. Oh, we'd love to do some stuff in the UK, like especially in Ireland. You know, every time we meet somebody from over there, they're like, oh, I, I can't don't do an do Irish that, accent. Just don't. Oh, you're, they love you. Over th- it's, I'm from everywhere. <laughs> they, they'd love you over there. You guys would you'd slay. Yeah. You know, and that's just Sean Connery, I think. I, I think that's what that was. You do a little Scotland, man. Yeah. Yeah. there, too. Yeah, yeah. All see? right, you get to play one more song for us tonight. What's the name Super. of that song? Uh, this song is just initials. It's WW. WW, The Local Strangers. One, two, three, four, five, six. Once you've got 
no place to hide. Now we'll hunt you down. You better run for your life. what we got coming up so yeah our uh, first clip of the night spud gets to talk to one of my favorite guests adam carolla he's been on the show a few times he uh talks to him about how he stays connected with his contracting roots and the tie-in with his new movie i know a guy well um let's talk about your character bruce madison uh in the movie he was he's skilled in woodworking and building stuff and we did have on our on our show two corroborating witnesses allison and skip bedell of uh, that catch a contractor show on spike tv you might be familiar with that and uh, they stated yeah you've seen it but they stated with their own two eyes they have seen you do some nifty things with a hammer and a level so you are the real deal on the work site this is verified yeah that's that's that, well it was my former profession you know so I should know how to do it. Right? That's what I did for a living for years and years and years. I mean, over a decade, driving a truck and you know, swinging a hammer. So it's 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 what I did. It's uh, a skill that I've always maintained throughout. Even when I got into comedy, I got into showbiz. I still always built because every time I bought a house or did something like that, I always renovated it. And you know, I did my built my podcast studio, I renovated that, you know, made, I built a studio, I built a console that I use. So, yeah, I, I've always done a lot of building okay. and uh, it's always been a skill of mine. And I, I do, uh, so far I've made two movies and in each movie, the guy enjoys woodworking. <laughs> so uh, why not? Yeah, really? Well, could I state publicly? Uh, not- so yeah, I think it's really cool that, you know, he's, He's still doing things that are uh, that are in correlation with what he did when he was first starting out, like even before he started in the you know movie industry and everything. Oh, you mean with the comedy or what? Like with the contracting, like in the clip he was talking about oh, yeah. how he started out doing contracting and now he's doing shows like uh, like to catch a contractor. I think even in his movie uh, The Hammer, he did he w- played like a contractor who also did boxing on the side. And he did a, he had actually a little reality show where he was contracting and flipping houses or something, didn't he, for a bit? Yeah. All right, well, good. I think it's cool that, you know, he correlates that into, like, whatever he does, like, in his, you know, acting and, you know, TV career now. It's like a homecoming. It's like a nod, basically, the way it came out. Yeah, like, it's staying connected to your roots. Never forget where you came from. That's what I say. Never forget where you came from. I came from the art world, and I try to, you know doodle every now and then I, i've seen your sketches myself. on our on our little schedules and stuff man you're, oh, yeah. you're really good thank Super. you very much i appreciate that i appreciate that i'm gonna sit on that while uh, we go back to some more music we're gonna lead off with a band from portland oregon 
This is East Forest and their song Laws. Then we're going to go back a bit with Wayne Fontana and the Mindbenders with Game of Love.
through life together. Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Uh, Lawrence, we have a caller on the line. Oh uh, yeah, all right. Let's let's take it. Uh, hey, caller, you are you live on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report? Hey, uh, are you the guy who was in prison in California, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I did a stretch at uh, Pelican Bay. What, what can I do for you? Well, I heard some guy calling a few weeks ago and asked you this, so I, I thought I'd give it a shot. I have this uncle. We lost touch with him a few years ago. Well, we heard he was doing prison time in California for forgery, too. I guess he put a, a ton of a fake autograph NFL cards. <laughs> he was always a little sketchy, but, you know, he wasn't a bad guy. You know, let, let me tell you something. People don't go to prison for a few fake football or baseball cards, you know. He, he Maybe he's just lying low somewhere on the beach somewhere, and, you know, he don't want the family to know. That happens sometimes. Super. Yeah, I'm with Lawrence. Prison is for hardcore felons. Your cousin sounds a little screwed up, that's all. Well, it was his third conviction on that charge. 
Well, the last time he sold around uh, $1.2 million worth of fake football cards, I guess he got like 125000 each for a half dozen Johnny United cards. They had a peach sign on them, so collectors thought they were one of the kind signed by Johnny. Super. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of a deja vu with this conversation. Uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe baseball, football, but I know a little bit about forgery. You know, it's not, I, my game is the art world, but, you know, still only a dummy would think that Johnny Unitas would put a peace sign on a football player card. Come on, man. That's just wrong. Well, it, it all caught up with him, so he got what it was coming. But anyways, I'm just trying to locate him. He had so many aliases, we don't know what name he was convicted under. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's why I'm calling it. I think if you might know him, given that you both were in prison in California, you know, I know it's a big state, but I heard you all kind of knew each other or at least, you know, have heard of each other. Yeah, you look, Carl, you, you, you need to know. I told the last guy who called in about the same kind of thing. There's, there's, there's around 163,000 prisoners in that state alone last I heard. So, you know, you got to forgive me if I'm not on a first name basis with your uncle. Hey, hey what is the, the name of your uncle? Uh, Kevin Underwood was or, or is, is his real name. You know, he's about my size, uh, about 5'9", but in shoes about 5'10". All right, super. Last time I, last time I saw him, he had a you know, bit of a gut and his hair was about gone, except for this little patch that was in the back that he always combs forward. Mm, he <laughs> sounds kind of hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Carla, but, you know, I don't know your uncle. I never ran into him, and then I look sorry. Okay, uh. Well, I kind of sort of knew it was a long shot, but you never know. Uh, my family's hoping that when he gets out in time that he'll be able to make our family reunion this summer. You know, all of us Underwoods from around the country will be there, you know. A caller, we really need to move on here, but thank you for calling in. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I do hope you locate him. And tell him to stay away from football player cards when he gets out, you know, because, look, the future, it's really in pencil sketch. You know, even a fake stick figure that, that was said to be drawn by J. Edgar Hoover, that got some dude I know around 300K. Yeah. Super. You know, I, you know, I'm just telling the truth. You know, that's a, uh, let, let's go to some music right now. Thanks, Carla. Uh, you know, let, let's uh, listen to, uh, we're going to play something from the, the still very missed Joey Ramone. Rest in peace with the song, What Did I Do to Deserve You? Off his last album that he recorded. Then And then we have Fletcher C. Johnson with Messing Up My Mind. Such a price What did I do to deserve this surprise? What did I do to deserve you? What did I do to deserve you? What did I do to deserve such a price? What did I do to deserve this surprise? What did I do to deserve you? What did I do to deserve you? Surprise! I must have had some saliva in my eyes. 
deserve this surprise What did I do to deserve you? What did I do to deserve you? Bring us in. I'm bringing it in here. So our clip of the week this week, we get to learn a fun fact about how bad smells and pit stains may not, may be not the only thing lingering in those clothes we buy from the Goodwill. 
who says, I buy a lot of clothes and other items at Goodwill and other secondhand shops. Recently, my mom told me that I need to pray over the items, pray over the items, pray over the items, bind, bind, bind familiar spirits, familiar spirits, familiar spirits. Casper! Casper, you failed miserably. Well, that's all right, sir, because I don't want to scare anybody anyway. Oh, you! And bless the items before I bring them into the house. Is my mother correct? Can demons attach themselves to material items? I heard a story in, in um, I believe, uh, the Philippines, a person who went to Thailand. There was a uh, a witch. There was a uh, a witch. There was a uh, a uh, a, uh, a witch who had prayed over a particular ring and asked for a spirit to come into it. It's here, Casper. Midnight. Now we'll see if Witch Weevil was only choking. Hooray! The witching hour is here. The witching hour is here. Gosh! Witch Weevil has cast a spell on your house. Well, this Philippine girl was so attached to this ring, she had to buy it. She bought it, and all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. But she finally recognized what it was. So can demonic spirits attach themselves to, to inanimate objects? The answer is yes. Hey, who said that? I did. Casper. Hey, it's Casper. He come to our rescue. Invisible spooks talking kettle to water. Oh, my God. is But I don't think every sweater you get from Goodwill has demons in it. <laughs> but, 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 but in a sense, uh, your mother's just being super cautious, so hey. But I don't think every sweater you get from Goodwill has demons in it. Casper, the familiar spirit, the friendliest familiar spirit, you know. Though grown-ups might look at him with fright, but children all love him so. That's really reassuring to know that not every sweater I get from Goodwill is going to have demons in it. I know. I, I always so... pray over my clothes that I get from uh, secondhand stores, That's mostly because I I pray that I don't get scabies or lice or, lice, or yeah. something like that. I, I always pray over my JCPenney bill. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, got, you know, I had an aunt. She had an auntie. She prayed over a sweater that she bought because somebody set up something about demons. She found $20 in there. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, I, so I started praying over everything I bought, you know, from the, the Goodwill store. But. I think that could be a fun game now, though, like if we all went to the Goodwill and like pick something out and like whoever gets possessed loses. Oh, yeah. Let's play that game. That, that sounds awesome. Yeah, we'll go right up the street and play, you know, for a pair yeah. of socks. That, that's the way you're going to really get possessions. Oh, yeah. Just live in socks. There's, I know there's a lot of that. stuff that, lingering in socks. That, that could almost be the plot for a movie, like, you know, one person after another goes into goodwill and then they get possessed and eventually it's up to like the last person to uh exercise the goodwill or something you know that's a good story you gotta sell it to hollywood dave yeah by the way that's copyright 2015 david brenneman all right i spot you on that that's right we could call it goodwill hunting that hasn't been taken right that's that's still open right all right you're in the credits (laughs) all right now let's get back to some more music here um, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to start with the Canadian band Fucked Up and their song Queen of Hearts. And then we have a band from Mexico, El Conjunto Nueva Ola with Perdóname Mi Amor. Man, I really got to work on my Spanish. I got to take a night class or something. All right, really enjoy this.
Perdóname mi amor por ser tan guapo Simplemente es un regalo celestial Que quienes las mujeres me persiguen Me han convertido en su objeto sexual Perdóname mi amor por ser tan guapo Inexplicable lo que tengo que sufrir Como sufro Las mujeres me seducen, me enamoran Yo simplemente me tengo que dejar Si supieras por ahí Lo que tengo que sufrir Con tantas mujeres Seducir Y que quieren disfrutar De mis placeres Perdóname, perdóname mi amor Perdóname, perdóname mi amor Perdóname, perdóname mi amor Perdóname, perdóname mi amor ser tan guapo inexplicable lo que tengo que sufrir las mujeres me seducen me enamoran yo simplemente me tengo que dejar perdóname mi amor perdóname mi amor This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, Derek, what we got up now? See, so yeah, for our final clip of the night, uh, Spud asked Bill Bellamy about whether or not he's running into any situations being from New Jersey. Okay. Okay, you were raised in New Jersey, and I, th I think I asked you this the last time you were on, and you said no, but I had to check again. I have to. I have to know this. Have you run into the situation Snooky or Polly D at Safeway or Home Depot recently? Oh, no. <laughs> I have not. I don't think they. I, I don't think I would run into them there. I think I would run into at least. I know I run into Paulie D. Maybe at a uh, a hair a hair gel factory. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That would be probably a place to go to meet him. He'd probably be getting gallons of that hair gel, lock that stuff in there right there. Someday, I know his hair is going to pay the price, but I, I, I suppose he looks... I haven't seen him recently, but I, I, down the road, he's going to pay for that. But anyway, all right. Right. <laughs> um, so, Have you guys ever run into any celebrities I, just walking down the street? I've, I've seen Ellen DeGeneres in Seattle. Oh, did you? I did, did yeah. Did you wave? Did you say hi, Ellen? I, no, it was a very crowded street, and I, I just was like, oh my gosh. 
Oh, that's cool. What about you? Yeah, my friend actually, uh, well, it's, I haven't seen any celebrities in Seattle, but my friend used to work at a Mercedes-Benz dealership, and he washed Sir Mix-a-Lot's car. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Right, he's a, he's a local man, and he's from yep. up here, right? Yeah. yeah I made Jerry Seinfeld cool. laugh. Really? All right, that's, 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 that's a tall order. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I washed Bob Satyakum's car a couple times when I worked at a car wash in college. You gotta fill me in. Who Bob? What said? What? He's a famous uh, local historical figure. Well, yeah, I think I once I thought I saw uh, uh, Bert Convy, or maybe it was somebody who looked like Bert Convy. I thought I saw him, but I, I said, "Hey, Bert Convy," and he didn't turn around. So I don't know if it was maybe him it or not. Yeah, yeah, that took a shot. All right, we'll do some more music here. Uh, we're gonna start off with a band from Nashville, Tennessee, Majestico, and their song "When Kingdom Come." And then we have Jack White with a cover of the Rudy Toombs classic, I'm Shaking, off his Blunderbuss album. Go. I 
Sure, went quicker on tonight, Gina. How I, I gotta thank you for teaming up with me, you know. And I, I promise you, I'm gonna double check my shot record to make sure I got a, a immunized for scarlet fever because you know, I think I overlooked that. All right, well, super better safe than sorry. It's 2015, and there's really no excuse for people to be too lazy to make sure that they're not a convenient vessel for whatever disease that is already wiped out a century ago. I mean, no need to crack open the door again, you know. Yeah, I feel you. Now, now do you and your boyfriend still want to meet me at the bowling alley for glow in the dark? Bowling tonight. You know, they put up the bumpers for me and it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. We will be there at nine o'clock. I would advise, though, to bring some Lysol spray and an ample amount of hand sanitizer. Okay. As All right. Alley Super. is really a hotel for germs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never thought about that. Now, I'll bring a big old bottle of hand sanitizer. And, and I'm, okay, I, I must say thank you to the panel here, Dave on the soundboard. Thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate you. And Alex and Mike, we appreciate you for your service. Thank you very much. Oh, and Derek. Highlights always spot on. As always, you're welcome. I oh, appreciate it. All right, we got last but not least Anna and Trent from Pierce College. All right, listen to 
you two, yeah, well, I don't know. You Just as long as you're not partying or anything like that, you know, stick to, you know, you got to figure out a plan B if uh, this radio thing doesn't work out. Too. I'm not getting stuck babysitting him this time. No, I don't blame you on that. All right, well, then, until next week, good night. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deer. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.